you're the doer, and because the mind is split, you know, the mental process here, it's split in a way. So when he thinks of the, when he thinks like it's done something, it also thinks it could not have done it. Yeah. So it's like the guilt isn't even the, the guilt that arises or the shame that arises sometimes isn't always built on what you did, but what you omitted. Yeah. What you should have done that you didn't do. So it doesn't even need it doesn't even need the action to grow. It just assumes there should have been an action and you didn't do it. <laughs> you don't see it? It's so fucking insane to have this running your life. And of course, oh, it's not running my life. Well, you're listening to it, yeah? It's like, look at people. They do studies of, like, news outlets, and they say, all right, if, so, if, this, if these people watch this kind of news, then usually their, 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 their view of things is 80% misinformation. Yeah, I mean, now they didn't do it, but they were listening. Yeah, they were listening, and stuff was going in all day, and it sort of coagulates and 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 uh, like solidifies, and then it becomes yours, like your view. But it was never your view; it was given to you in a sense, just like the educational system, just like in society like America, which is a capitalistic society rooted in consumerism, there's a drive to make feet, make people or imply that people are inadequate, yeah, so that they feel a need to get something, yeah? Now, they don't feel a need to get something maybe inside, they feel a need to get something outside, and all these companies provide those outsides, yeah? Like the car, this, the that, the da 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 And you participate in it, and once you participate in it, the satiation doesn't last long and you would think there would be a drawing back but what you do we even dive in more and we think more would be better yeah I didn't get enough of that just like with drug addiction I didn't get enough of it yeah so it's never like it never gets to be a point where it produces what it's promising which is a lasting satisfaction or it's assuming you're gonna like a car is assuming when it's got this statuesque woman next to it that if you had the car you would get that woman and it would be a lasting relationship somehow <laughs> you would have it as long as you get polishing the car and putting super premium in it you'd have this beautiful statuesque and you want that yeah you want that why because it signifies well I'd be really happy if I had that and conversely, when I see that I don't have it, I'm unhappy. That's the dilemma. So if you refrain from the buying or the business, there's a punishment because now that sort of represented happiness and you don't have it. So now what, the absence of it represents unhappiness. So just like when you were a kid, I remember when I was sixth grade, seventh grade, we'd get these weird fashion things would happen. So this one was a CPU jacket. It was like a jacket you wear in like the Coast Guard or the Navy, like a button-up dark blue thing. And everyone in the sixth grade, every guy, had to have a CPU jacket. Yeah? And so you'd be dragging your mother to Roosevelt Field, all these balls, trying to find this damn CPU jacket. By the time you got the jacket, it had left. The face was something else. And then you'd be out there. I mean, I was taking buses to Roosevelt just to find this fucking thing, because somehow it made a whole. It mean it meant so lot, so much. If I don't have that, I can't. I don't even want to think what I am without that CPU jacket. 
this is what happens in the mental condition. Yeah, it it doesn't even it's it's enough that you would have a judgment over what you did, but you will have a huge judgment over what you haven't done. You know, so it gets you both ways. You know, where it's if I got it, I lose. If I don't have it, I lose. Yeah, <laughs> you can't win. Yeah, but the the the, the drive the. Uh, the persistence, just like in recovery, it says, uh, it talks about the, the managing of life. Yeah, people have this urge to manage manage life, and it's like they're the director. They they assume they are. They don't have any power to direct, but they assume they're the director. And if they would get every all the actors and the stage setting and the lighting beats just so right, just right, it would translate into them being happy and then it would be like a trickle down happiness if I'm happy you should be happy you know so you would play your role to make me happy and then I would assume once I'm happy it would trickle down which it doesn't you know so 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 and it says all right and then life shows you this doesn't work but the mind just like pulls back and puts it in another gear and says oh I just have to manage better and it will work. See, I didn't. It's. It wasn't the five ten blonde I needed. I needed one more inch on her. Five eleven. Then that's going to put me over the top. Or it's not that sixty five Mustang. I got to get that sixty sixty four Mustang coupe convertible. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes on and on and on because it never delivers the goods really. Yeah. There's tons of del- goods to deliver, but what they imply doesn't be isn't delivered because. We're looking outside for what is sort of what you would call inside. Yeah. So peace of mind can't be brought into mind. It's found in mind. Yeah. It's not peace for mind. It's peace in mind. Yeah. Or peace of mind. It's of mind. It's not of things. Yeah. If it was of things, we would gather peace of mind from having a lot of things. Has it translated? It hasn't. What happens if it doesn't translate? Usually, the blame finally gets put on you, and you just didn't do enough. You didn't your 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 uh, stock things weren't wise. Somehow or another, the fault won't be found in the system, but it will be found in you. Yeah, and of course, the self-centeredness. The self-centeredness is an incredible system because deeply, when anything goes wrong, in a in a in a real deep way, you get blamed for it. Yeah. So when you hear these things at meetings, not like this one, <laughs> but other meetings where they talk about love and all this bliss and all this and all that, and then you're, you're hating someone you just went by on a car on the freeway five minutes ago, and you go, yeah, I believe that there's love and bliss, but there isn't seemingly, and I must have had something to do with it, because in self-centeredness, you always have something to do with it, Yeah. So if it was, if it could be great and it's not great, I guess I'm telling you, after you blame your parents and the cops and you, da, da, the blame is going to land up right here, yeah. And you're going to feel, oh, that's why that person doesn't like me because I am this and this. I just have, I just had a textbook display of it, totally textbook. A friend of mine meets a woman. She's the one. Yes. So now she's the higher power. She just, and she's a whimsical higher power. She decides, like, at the drop of a hat to cut him off from the kingdom. Then he gets exiled, and then he calls me because he's not running around in the kingdom of earthly delights. He's, he's back in 
the absence of that, and he's fucking really bummed out. And he goes over it and over it, over it, over and over it. Self knowledge doesn't avail him anything. You know, he'd be, oh, I'm going to do this, and but he's waiting for the phone to ring. As soon as the higher power calls, he's back. I don't see him as long as it's going good. Then four days later, he's at my doorstep. Oh, I'm so. And then now he says, if I would have just been perfect that minute, she wouldn't have gone off, and then I wouldn't have been exiled. And it's all about fucking him again. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like, but if you could have been perfect, you would have been. You're missing a very important point. You weren't. Yeah? And it's probably going to be the case you won't. You're living on a minefield. Yeah? Also that, I don't can't upset the higher power. (laughs) I can't... (laughs) It doesn't fucking work. It's just like hell. And then it's like hell when it goes back into heaven. Because the heaven is framed by hell. If I make one mistake, which you're going to, (laughs) and suddenly, like like an eject button, it'll hit and you'll you'll be ejected out of heaven and you'll be at my house again. (laughs) Bemoaning the loss of heaven. (laughs) It's just, and it goes on and on and on and on. And you can have as much knowledge as you want. That w- all you hear is that dial tone, <laughs> and you're off. You know, off. And then they, people come. This happens all the time. They come. They talk about something, and they don't see that them talking about it is part of the whole event. Yeah. In other words, they're talking about something, and then they talk, and then so they think the something is what's happening. But the talking is totally separate from that. It's the same fucking thing. You know what I mean? There's a pattern there. The shit hits the fan. I talk about the shit hitting the fan. And inevitably the shit hits the fan again. And I'm walking, you know, very innocently in the hallway of shit and fans. And suddenly the fan turns on, the shit aligns, and I start getting hit by shit. As if I had nothing to do with it. All of your, all of your yapping about it is part of it. That's not the solution. In recovery, we try to stop that. We say, if you have a problem, write about it. Don't talk about it. Write about it first, then talk about it. Because if you do a simple little four-column inventory to see what, you, what your role was it in, that little four-column thing will produce an answer different than yours. See? The answer that's pr- that you have is what you produce in talking and talking and talking, and all it does is promote more talking. There's no relief. When do you stop going to that well and stop putting the pedal down with a, an insane hope that suddenly water, it's going to strike water in there one time? It's just the same thing, same thing, and it's empty again. Yeah? The freedom doesn't lie out there. The freedom is from in here. It's from the mental preoccupation. And the only reason why you're interested in it, because I'm telling you, no one else that knows you is interested in your mental preoccupation (laughs) unless they want to get something from you. Be it sex, be it money, be it approval, be you co-signing their shit. They're fucking not interested at all. I don't want to hear about how you're so flipped out about what's not happening. It just blows my mind. But... You believe that this is incredibly novel and intriguing. 
Yeah? The movie sucks. It's the audience that makes it seem good. You're sitting there in adoration of you. It's, it's all self-centeredness. Yeah? This idea of being that that's being thought about. That's why I'm so interested in the past and the future, because I'm there. Yeah? If I wasn't, if I knew for a fact, and I do know for a fact I wasn't there, you would start having an immunity to all those forays into the past. How does some of those trips start? Oh, I should have. What if? What if I wasn't, if, what if I wasn't a man? I probably would have three kids right now. But you've missed out a big point. You are a man. Yeah? What if I hadn't done that? My whole life would have went a different direction. But you did do it. <laughs> what if I didn't get hit by that car that night? Then you have the assumption it would have been great forever. Maybe I would have gotten hit by a bus the next day. Who knows? It could have been worse. But the head never gives that flavor. It says, you missed it, bro. And you know what? It's like, even with the knee, just nonchalantly, the head presents its story about the knee. Hurt the knee sur- surfing the other day. I did not hurt the knee. The knee got hurt in the water. The language implies I had something to do with it. Like, I, ha- I took a hammer in my wetsuit. I got out, and when no one was looking, palm, 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 and then I could come out and go, oh, I hurt my knee in the water. You know? No, the knee went out. So this is the head's idea. So it was January 6th, 1 o'clock, it happened maybe in, in Ocean Beach. January 6th at 12.59, all the way as far as I can think back, it was great. <laughs> it was so great before I heard the knee. The knee was like A.D. and B.C. You know, it was that, what a defining moment in my life, the knee. Right you know, into the knee, it was great. After the knee, it sucked. <laughs> so now let's say the knee's hurting today. But it doesn't stop there. It goes, the knee has been hurting for months. Yeah? And I have a feeling, and I'm really afraid of it, that it will be hurting for, for years later. You see? This is what the head does. It takes something, and if it's, let's say, if you have a certain disposition like mine, it will take something that's good and minimize it. And or put a lot of lay it with a lot of suspicion, like this isn't going to last, and they're going to find out, and when is she going to figure out I'm not nice? All this stuff, and it will minimize it. And then when something bad's going on, he says, "Oh Jesus, this is the beginning of a lifelong depression. I know it." Yeah, you want that to run your life all day? You want that to be the theme, the theme setter of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Every one of us can do great if a day was a second. It's like, I'm great at 9.01, but 9.02 is the problem. Yeah, because now I have to, something could have happened to me between 9.01 and 9.02 that shook my little world up because I'm trying to stabilize what can't be stable. Your thought system cannot stabilize. Your emotional system cannot stabilize. Your physical condition cannot stabilize. Your circumstances and situations cannot truly stabilize. The only thing that is stable is what's inside of you, the spirit. That's the only thing that's truly reliable because it doesn't have a quality of being a thing. It doesn't come or go. It doesn't get bigger or smaller. It doesn't reach out and pull back. It's not a thing. Yeah? That's the only thing reliable here is a non-thing. Yeah? We're relying on this thing. I'm relying on that thing. I'm relying on the car thing. I'm relying, 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 relying. And when they disappoint me, I get upset. Yes? Because I want things to be stable, and they won't be. Yeah? 
It's like trying to balance a giant building on a seesaw. Yeah? You're never going to get it. It's just like if you... When I was a kid, I had so much pride, I didn't want to ask anyone how to ride a bike. Yeah? So I'd watch kids ride a bike, and then I'd run with them, and they didn't pick up that I wasn't riding for a while. And then in the afternoon, late afternoon, night, I'd go in my garage, and I'd get on a bike, and I thought you had to balance it and keep it perfectly straight. I didn't realize the key is in pedaling. So every night I failed, I couldn't keep it for more than a few seconds, and then I closed the door and I walked in, didn't share this with anybody, and then the next day in there again, and then one time my foot slipped, and I realized, oh! It was like, you know, the apes realizing the stone could be a, a fucking tool. Oh, I can ride! The garage door open, and there I went, you know? I could have asked somebody. But I had too much pride, you know. I didn't want anyone to know I didn't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I swear to God, it went on for a while. This is what happens. We're attempting to do something that can't be done. You're trying to stabilize your health. You're trying to stabilize this. You're trying to stabilize... People are getting tons of plastic surgery to stabilize an appearance. You know, try to make themselves look like they thought they would look when they thought they would look great which was in the 40s or something. We're trying to stabilize our relationships. We're trying to stabilize everything. And it keeps being, it keeps frustrating because you're managing like crazy and you can't manage it. Yeah? And pride arises. You just don't want to give it up. Okay, if I just manage better, you know what I mean? If I got more money or if I got this or I went to Asia and got a very submissive girl who does, will just do whatever I want him to. All right, let me just try every fucking thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but the whole point is, you're never going to be balanced out here. The balance is found within, really. And it, then it brings that balance to what doesn't have balance, yeah? We're trying to balance what doesn't have balance. It comes and goes. It has degrees. Sometimes it can be really good. Sometimes it can be really bad. Sometimes you'll get a little. Sometimes you'll get a lot. Yeah? Just like surfing, you know? One day it's flat. The next day three feet. Next day six feet. It's all. It's never going to be every day. You know what I mean? They have those machines, those little wave machines, produce the exact same wave. They're boring as hell. You're in there for like 30 minutes, you know? <laughs> no, it's the variation that's the fun of living. But the mental state wants it to stabilize, wants it always to be good, always to be nice, always to be beautiful, always to be clear, always to have the hair, always <laughs> Give up the ghosts, man. You're, bo- you're burning yourself out. It's like this on that seesaw. <laughs> You know, I'm going I'm to ride this bike. <laughs> it meant ride. It's an act. It's a verb. You know what I mean? Not like... <laughs> so I don't know. I found in the dilemma of this life, because my life had was agitated quite a lot since I turned around six. And irritability, restlessness, and discontent came in me, and I got very concerned and suspicious of things, especially this thing. I didn't have a... a you know, a Hallmark Hall of Fame type of self. You know, I had a very Swiss cheesy self with a lot of black holes in there. <laughs> I was wondering, what the hell am I? And, uh, man, I had to get a song and dance really quick when I was six or seven to make sure I could keep people from not realizing what I realized, that I'm fucking, you know, something's missing here. 
And this song and dance went on for years. And it was such like a juggling act all fucking day, you know? And everything that happened was seen as how it pertains to me. It was just like this sick living at the end of a funnel, you know? He has this broad experience of living and then sucked into what, what it's like, what this, what's life's happening to me now, where before life was happening. And now it's happening again. Did it ever stop happening? No. But my perspective changed. My perception changed when I was young. That mental process of selfing, which is producing the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, it sees you as a body. It thinks of you as a body. It pictures you as a body. When it goes into its history of you and your future, you're pictured as a body getting cancer. You're pictured as that person five years ago in Barcelona, as a body, body working, walking the streets. You're not pictured as a spirit in the thought system. And we're listening to the thought system and the language of it all day, and it's implying that this body is the subject, that it's the thing that's doing and seeing and feeling and teaching, tasting and touching. And it isn't. Yeah? There's something is consciousness or awareness or spirit, whatever you want to call it. I like just no thingness. There's there's a quality of life that isn't of things. Like Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. Yeah? This world is a world of things. And he's saying, you're in it, seemingly, but you're not of it. You're of spirit. So I try to this eye is seeing but it can never see itself. There's awareness flowing through this event right now, but I can't turn around and see the awareness because it doesn't have a thing. It's not a thing. It doesn't have a quality. But it, what, it's, it's what allows everything else to appear to have a quality. So everything, in a way, comes from nothing. You know, Everything comes from nothing, just like a photograph. For a photograph to be developed, first there's a negative. You don't see anything really there. You, you don't. The way, we're, the way we're conditioned, we don't see anything. But then you put it in to these certain chemicals, this world, and then it turns into a positive, and then we recognize it. We can see it now. But that positive came from the negative. Yeah? But the positive can't go back to the negative. Once the negative is made a positive, that positive can't go back to the negative. The key is is to realize you've never lost the sense of the negative or the non-ness or the non-thingness. Even though there's the appearance of things, stop trying to get back to the non-appearance as a thing. Just recognize you're not the thing you take yourself to be and you'll get the hit of being the non-thing. Yeah, That's how you know it. You know it by knowing what you're not. That's how you find out about it. You don't find out about it by you, but you find out it from you. Yeah? You realize you're not what you took yourself to be, and then what you are starts displaying itself so that you can get it by its manifestation. You'll sense it. Yeah? But we're taking this to be the reality, and now we're going to, maybe this reality, we finally realize this isn't totally working for me, so now, still not denying the fact this is real, we're going to try to leave or search for reality from this reality. You can't find reality from there. You realize you're not there, and that's reality. You can't find the negative as the positive. It's too late. Yeah? You have to sort of go back 
and see that the negative has never been turned into it's never been turned into the positive. It's just appearing as the positive. Yeah. And if you don't take that appearance so religiously as you and as real, you'll be able to recognize not from there, yeah. But in spite of there, you'll realize that nothing's actually ever changed. You are that same spirit you've always been. The spirit that was demonstrating when you were a kid, when you, when you didn't have time yet in your head, and you didn't have guilt and shame, and I did something wrong, and I did bad, and all that wonder and awe and spontaneity that was, a, that was available quite frequently back then, yeah, you will grow back into that. It never left. You seem to have, but you never could leave. But you seem to. You, were, you believe you have left. What you need to let go of is the belief you're holding yourself in. If you could hold that a little loosely, you'd find out how flimsy the story of Deb and Paul and Susanna is. Yeah. It's the screen it's appearing on is the only reality. And yet no one claps for the screen when the movie's over. Yeah? We're all into the movie, but the movie does, wouldn't appear unless the screen was there. That screen is the consciousness. That screen is the true reality of this place. And it's not of a thing. It's appearing as things, but it's not of a thing. Yeah? So, you don't have to see this out there. Just see it here. If you're not so, you'll realize no one else is. And in all the shit you thought they did to you, you realize no one did a fucking thing to you. And you'll, you'll, you'll have a quote-unquote forgiveness prior to forgiving. You realize they could, have, they have, could never have possibly ever hurt me as what I am. Yeah? And therefore, I'm not off because I could never have possibly hurt you as what you are. Yeah? It doesn't give me license to hurt you as what you're not, but you'll realize all those things that I did, then I never actually did them. I was driven, just like you're driven somehow, some power drove you to come here. Before, when I was out there using drugs, I was driven by the parasite of alcoholism. Yeah? And yet, when I get that totally completely, and it says you were powerless over alcohol, sort of like dancing with that gorilla, you're going to stop when it wants to stop. I still, when I look in my past, I still reassert the fact that I could have done it different. You don't see the insanity of the original disease, which is self-centeredness? You're still holding yourself at fault for what you, you did under the influence of drugs and alcohol when you had no say in any of it. Yeah? When I started making the amends to people that I had hurt when I was out there, I could honestly look at them and say, I would have done what I did to you to anyone unless you could physically stop me. That was it. You know what I mean? It had nothing to do with who you were. It had all to do with who I wasn't. Yeah? I was taking over, and it was going to stop when it wanted to stop. Yet, now, after the fact, we go over our past. First of all, we call it our past. And then all the expressions of that parasite that manifested in our life, we call ours. So we are beholden, or we're identified, with the foreign installment. Yeah. If something was expressing through you, let's say you were taken over, and what took you over had certain characteristics, and it was going to use this action figure to express itself here. Yeah? Okay. So let's say the crime happened, there was a lot of expressions for three months, and then 
you wake up and then the, the, you know, the divine cops come and you go over the scenes of the crime and it's, alright, there's all the expressions and while you're looking at them you keep calling them yours I would say that's the act of identified, being identified with something that you're not wouldn't it be? If someone says self, this little this thing called self, which is the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, which is produced by a mental process, it's not produced by the physical, it's not produced by the quote-unquote spiritual, it's purely produced in the mental realm and sustained in the mental realm. That's why we're living an interpretation here. We're not living life, we're living an interpretation of life based on self-centeredness. Yeah? Okay, so there's this thing. This is taking me over. It's using me to express itself. And yet, when I describe the things that happened and what drove me, those resentments and those fears, I'm still calling them mine. Even though I may have had a modicum of understanding that this alcohol is like a parasite that took me over, I'm still claiming its expressions as my expressions. How are you going to be free from something if you're trying to be free as it? How are you going to be free from the problem if you're trying to be free as the problem? If you're identified with a mental idea and it's overriding your physical experience, your emotional experience, your quote-unquote spiritual condition, that is an interpretation of living. Yeah? You're not living. Yeah? You show up after the fact. Something's happening, just like when a feeling occurs. People have a feeling, and then they go, I didn't want to have that feeling. They have absolutely no power, but there's an assumption of power. Yeah? So they have the feeling, they realize, I don't, and they don't want it, but they, have, they cannot change the feeling. The whole head, the whole parasitical's idea is based on an assumption that it has power, which it doesn't have. It gets pissed people don't do what it wants because it can't make people do what it wants. Yeah? Why? Because it has no power. So let's say you acquire power to make people do what you want, money or this and that and that and this. How does it work out that people fucking hate your ass? There's nothing like sleeping with a woman when you realize she's not sleeping with you for you. She's sleeping with you for the drugs or the money. You may think that's fine, but in a deep level, you know, that's not kosher. Yeah? You want someone to accept you as you are, but you're not. <laughs> There's a solution. It says it in the book of recovery. Simple. I love that heading. There is a solution. Oh, God, I'm so happy. It doesn't say, there is, there's your solution. <laughs> We've already tried those. <laughs> there is a solution. <laughs> make it your solution. That would work. <laughs> but don't make the solution your solution. Don't make it your solution. You know what I mean? Import it. Import it in and let, let the principles sort of become a template over this experience and you'll start seeing things in a new light. Yeah. And maybe, just maybe, you'll have a modicum and it will grow a little relief from the bondage of self. And so this Saturday won't be made important by Friday and Sunday. You'll be here and you'll be responding to Saturday, where most people come here and they're reacting to last Wednesday. They're thinking about that motherfucker who did that to me Wednesday. In, uh, in Saturday, you don't see it. We're, all, we're constantly letting Saturday to be ripped off by the interpretation. Yeah. How much are you living if your Saturday is being driven by last Wednesday? 
How much is that? What is that living? Are you responding? I would say that's a reaction, yeah? Reaction, reaction, reaction. After a while, you can't tell the difference between living and interpretation. Just like in recovery, when I came in, they said, you got to be willing, bro, to save your ass instead of your face. I had a problem because I thought my face was my ass, yeah? I had this image in my head that was me, and I, my ass was <laughs> dying terribly from lack of, of recognition. So I was trying to save my face all day. I lived for the face, for the image, for the idea, and I was dying. So I needed a, a, like a spiritual anatomy class. I needed things pointed out to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I could go on and on, but it's just, you gotta, little is more than enough, you know. It's just, it's just a little bit, it's just a, you're probably not gonna hear this this week, you know, unless you listen to a talk. You know? It's just, we need a little bit of this possibility. Because our life is framed by a view called self-centered. It has possibilities, but they're severely limited, usually put into time. And it's a very small aperture you're looking through. It's like, it's so funny that you have a comic of a giant camera with a huge aperture leaning into a smaller camera with a really small aperture. <laughs> and then looking at everything from there. And then it's this huge camera with this huge aperture, totally wide open. But it's going and looking through this little hole. So it's thinking, this is all I can see. When if it would just step back from the camera, it would see a whole lot more. (laughs) (laughs) That's the identification as self. Here's this monstrously open aperture trying to look at life through a very small aperture. Yeah? And then taking that quality of the smallness as its own. Yeah? So now this is all I can see, this is all I can have, this is all I can give. And yet, you're all the giving, all the having, all the seeing there is. (laughs) Being downsized just because we fell into this little mental interpretation. It's like like Alice falling down the rabbit hole. Yeah? (laughs) She can't get back up. (laughs) Once you fall in. It's like having an operation. Once you have an operation, you're, you're, you're in that world of operations and doctors and more operations. I mean, it's... It's abstinence is such an important key, you know, not to get engaged. When that mental presentation of, oh, that guy really fucked with me is offered, abstain from it. Don't go there. See what happens, yeah? Like, the sky is a good representative of mind. If you look at the sky, most people, when they describe a sky, they describe the clouds in it. They don't describe the sky because it's hard to describe. It's just spacious, yeah? A lot of space. So, let's say it was 4th of July and we had explosions in the sky. Would those explosions rip the sky open? You know? If a plane was flying through the sky, would it call the tower and say, hey, I just ran into a giant piece of sky up here, Yeah. No, when birds shit, they don't. It doesn't land on the sky. It lands on your car or something. When it rains, the sky doesn't get wet. The earth gets wet. This thing gets wet. 
That's what mind is like, the big M. That's what we're like. Our mind is allowing everything to appear in it, yet it's not affected by any of the appearances. Yeah? The only thing mind can be affected by is when you take yourself to be one of the appearances. Yes? So let's say the sky became identified with one of the clouds. Yeah? The cloud, now it would say, this is me, a stationary thing. Yet now it has to play against all the movement of the cloud. The cloud isn't staying in a stationary spot, is it? And it's starting to frail at the end, fray at the ends, yeah? And it's starting to lose its scent. So the sky's whole point, now that it's taking itself to be that, is to try to keep that, you know, as one. Keep it contained, keep it homogenous, keep it something, yes? It's total, and it's fretting and it's anxious. And here it is, the sky, and it's fretting and anxious about what's happening to it, when nothing's happening to it, really. But it's become identified with something that comes and goes. And it's trying to find what it used to know as its own nature, which is always there, ever-present, allowing everything to appear in it. And it's trying to adapt those ideas into the cloud, which can't fit that definition. Because the cloud is getting bigger and smaller, it's being moved by the winds, it's, it's losing its edge, it's taking different shape, yeah? So it's very frustrating for the, the sky as the cloud to try to make it sky-like, yeah? What would happen if it saw that it wasn't the cloud? It wouldn't, it would never, it wouldn't take a journey to get back to its own nature, it had never not been that nature, yeah? It was just that it, mis- it, it mistook something that was appearing in it, yeah? With all these other appearances, but it mistook this one thing and sort of got, got identified with it and crowned this one thing, not as another you of all the yous, but as a me, yeah? And that me is demanding to have the qualities of the sky in the appearance of the cloud, yeah? It can't fucking do it. It's not going to be able to, it can't, yeah? And it's going to be frustrated. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to find the perfect one who's always going to be perfect for you. You're never going to find the perfect day that just goes into every other fucking day. You're never going to find the perfect temperature that's always 70 degrees and this and that. You're never going to find perfection where it can't be, yeah? But maybe you are of that perfection. Maybe the quality that's been forgotten through the identification as the cloud is all you need. Maybe that little bit of an invitation that I may not be what I'm assuming I am. Yeah? What happens? Entertain and find out. Maybe not all at once, but some of the sky-like qualities will start showing up in that cloud-like life. You'll have space. You won't be. You won't end at the fraying of the cloud. You'll start seeing. You're here, and you're here, and you're there, and you da da. And when you point at you, you go like this. Yes. So that whole that whole contraction will start, and you'll feel you'll feel the better for it. You'll travel lighter as that cloud, not being one. Yeah. The cloud can't navigate. Does it have a steering wheel? It can't turn. Oh, I'm getting close to the horizon. <laughs> Pull back, break, break. <laughs> I'm going out of the field of, of, of concern and interest. Oh, say, it just goes, it just, it's being moved by tons of things. Why are we so fucking reluctant to admit, to admit that situation? Yeah. 
why we want this moment never to change. <laughs> you know, this one moment, I hope we always ha- duplicate it over, we'd be bored stiff. <laughs> the big camera, looking through the small camera. Just realize you're not the small camera. That's the big camera. It wasn't like the small camera becomes the big camera. The big camera never could become the small camera. Yes? It's not like, oh, I've got to get big now. Now that I realize, no, you don't have to fucking do anything. That's the freedom from the bondage of self. In selfing, you're fucking having to do. Couldn't you have a perfect day if it was one second? Really? If my day was this, oh, that was, that was a breeze, all right? Bring on the next day, all right? I'm traveling incredibly well. Bring on Sunday and throw Monday in there. I can probably hold this for three seconds, but no, it's 9.01, one second, 9.01, two seconds. It seems to be a very... The, the picture's developing very slow, slowly. Yeah. So, wanting to hold that cloud into one shape, it's... You know what I mean? You can't do it for a whole fucking day, can you? Have you? Have you? Have you had it, that perfect piece of 901, have you had it for every second of every day by having your circumstances and your body, you know, massaged and, you know, oiled and everything and got the most perfect cough and new sunglasses and everything like that, there's still 903 coming. (laughs) Still 904. (laughs) Give up the fucking ghost. The Urban Renewal Project was cold off, man. If you're not this, you'll let this be, and this will be much better for it. Your body cannot be the center of the universe. It's like putting two tons on a half-ton pickup. It's way too much of a load. Yeah, you can't have that mother mental hen sitting on you all day trying to get better through you. <laughs> How many asanas can I do? How many hamstrings can I pull? You know what I mean? How many fucking... How many facelifts can I have? How many ear tucks or whatever, neck tucks can I go through? You know what I mean? How many manicures and everything... Everything keeps growing. It's getting older. You fucking can't win. <laughs> you can't stabilize. Why can't be stabilized? You know. <laughs> Stop lending the qualities of everything to something. It won't be able to do it. You as a something can't be everything. Yeah. You can't be everything for everyone. You can't be everything for yourself. That's why we need people here. That's why we need things. I can't figure out how to start my car sometimes. I need a master called a mechanic. Sometimes I know something's wrong with my stomach or something, but I can't get to it. i got to see someone who's, who's a master of it. We're, we're needing of things all the time. We need help here a lot, yeah? Just to manage the cloud. Yes. I'm stoked, man. I just love this message. Like, I've never gotten bored of it. It's, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Because all the returns come inside of you. Yeah? Whatever goes out, comes in. You, know, you have it by giving it away. Uh, 
right, well, any questions today? I know some of you are asking, why did I come here? <laughs> it's okay. It's over now. But it is an accident. You want to pass the basket? No questions. Can we use your hat, John? No, no, never mind. <laughs> It's in there. Thank <laughs> you.